This summer, your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, don't forget uh, tonight at nine o'clock Eastern is Glenn's big show. Uh, it's a special on coronavirus and the media, the way they're handling it. Are they helping things? You might know the answer to that, uh, but it's important to get all the details. They are amazing. That's at nine p.m. on Blaze TV. You can go to blazetv.com. Uh, use the promo code Glenn. We'll save you thirty bucks if you sign up now. It's the biggest discount they've ever done. So go do that as well. And immediately preceding Glenn's show is Stu Does America. As well, we'll be talking about uh, all sorts of uh, craziness that's going on with our spending around the coronavirus. That's tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. On the podcast today, we have Pat Gray, uh, who is on uh, talking about um, where this goes. What are the numbers that are actually important to focus on with coronavirus? Which ones are the ones to ignore? We will get into that today. Uh, Glenn is on the Tiger King kick, if you are watching that um like pretty much apparently everybody in the world is right now uh we actually get someone who works at the tiger uh i don't know tiger factory whatever they call it uh where where, um who actually works there calls in and in defense of the uh of the woman on the show uh we'll get into that a little bit and Stephen moore who if you may know he was uh, going to be one of the uh feds uh fed chief uh, under trump uh, you know, media basically uh, threw him out of that role. Uh, but he is on giving his expert opinion on what's coming up with the economy. We have two big unemployment rates, uh, unemployment uh, reports coming out this week. So he gets into that. That's all on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hello, America. Welcome to the program. Today, our coronavirus update. I'm going to try to keep it a short, as my Uncle Leo used to say. Keep it a short. Uh, we'll do that here in just a second. Uh, and Stephen Moore is going to join us because I am, I'm, I'm really concerned about what does this mean in the future for the economy and how do we get out of the now and become futurists and start looking at new possibilities and new ways uh, to capture the spirit of America. As we go through this coronavirus update and so much more in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. So yesterday we had the uh, founder and owner of My Pillow on the news and uh, or on the show, and uh, he's been in the news for for going up in the Rose Garden, and while he was being thanked by the president uh, for making fifty thousand surgical masks a day, they've totally re. re- packaged my pillow uh and they've they've 
taken and stopped making pillows and, and everything else for a while. And they're just retooling one of their big factories just to make surgical masks. 50,000 every day now. And he did it because he wanted to help out. And the, the media just bashed him because he dared to mention God and that we should use this time to go back to God and, and study our scriptures, etc., etc. He's a real American hero. Uh, and he makes great products when he isn't trying to save the country. Um, I, I think he is extraordinarily brave. I don't know what happened to his business uh, or what's going to happen to his business as he's just retooled all of this. Uh, and when half the country is told to hate him, he's got a different life in front of him. If you need a pillow, if you need new sheets, would you do me a favor? Would you go to MyPillow.com right now and support him? And his mission. He's going to be on uh, my uh, podcast this Saturday. I spent about an hour and a half with him. And uh, he's got a real mission that he's doing. And it's it's way beyond my pillow. Um, my pillow, he, he felt back in the day that he was given this design, if you will, of a pillow. Uh, because he was going to have to use that money to do good things and wait until you hear his plans. He's a remarkable man. That's on my special uh, podcast this Saturday. If you're a subscriber to the blaze, you'll get it uh, tomorrow. Anyway, go to mypillow.com, Click on the new radio listener specials Buy one pair of Giza dream sheets. They're tremendous. I have them on the bed. I, they, I've given up all other sheets. They are tremendous. So soft. And the more you sleep on them, the more you wash them, the softer they get. It's uh, the promo code Beck can be used and you'll get two for one. Buy one. Get another pair for free. It's 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now using the promo code Beck at MyPillow.com. All right. I want to give you a quick uh, update here as we uh, get ready for Stephen Moore joining us. The Daily Stats, total confirmed deaths now worldwide, 43,271. That's up from 38,000 yesterday. What's amazing is we're now talking about in America alone, a death count over 100,000, between 100 and 200,000 just in America. Total confirmed cases now, we approach a million, 872,000, up from 799. So almost about 80,000 new cases yesterday. We now have 188,000 confirmed cases and 4,000 deaths. That's up 20,000 in uh, the uh, case count and up almost 1,000 in deaths just in the last 24 hour. We now lead the world in total confirmed cases with 78,000. That's more cases than Italy, although Italy leads the world in deaths with 12,428. 11% of the U.S. confirmed cases are requiring hospitalization, roughly on par with Italy. We, we may have a lot of cases, but not per capita. We are 24th in total confirmed cases per 1 million people, with 507 cases per 1 million. Spain has 2,185 cases more than four times the amount per uh, million. We are 28th in total confirmed dead uh, per 1 million, with 12 dead per 1 million citizens. Italy has 206 dead per 1 million. Now, here's the thing that we want to transition into with uh, Stephen Moore. The U.S. energy industry is on the verge of a massive collapse. For the first time in my lifetime, 
it could be said three weeks ago that the United States was free from all foreign energy. We were energy independent for the first time in my lifetime. We have been trying to get that monkey off of our back forever. Well, under Trump, we finally accomplished it. Now, the U.S. energy market is on the verge of massive collapse. Here's why. Russia and the uh, Saudis have just been pumping oil like there is no tomorrow. They've been trying to collapse the United States energy uh, independence. They need us to be hooked on their energy. Well, they did that as soon as the airlines started to collapse all around the world. Transportation is down 45%. So that's why you're seeing gas prices going so low. In fact, they're going so low. There's so much oil now. We are literally swimming in oil. The world is that they're thinking now that the price could even go into the negative range for a price of a barrel of oil. So they'd pay you five bucks to take the oil because there's no place to store all of the oil. Rick Perry has recommended that U.S. refineries be restricted now from importing and refining any foreign petroleum products for at least 60 days as a means to help domestic energy producers in Texas, North Dakota, Pennsylvania and Colorado. I think this is something that as an emergency step, the president should do. If independent energy producers go out of business, we are handing the market back to Russia and Saudi Arabia. Rick Perry says it's 1974 all over again in our bailout nation. Now the car industry needs a bailout year over year. Automobile sales in the U S are off as much as 90%. Analysts say April is going to be worse. Dan Ferguson said everything you need to know. He's the manager of a Ford dealership in Arizona. He said he may have to lay off his entire staff of 48 employees. He said, we hear there are supposed to be government loan programs for small businesses, but that money may be weeks away. I can't make payroll today. One other. It looks like in uh, New York, 40% of renters are not going to be able to make rent this month, and it's expected to be worse next month. The problem with that is stick it to the landlord, right? Except the landlord's not getting any relief. How is the landlord, if he's not getting rent, going to be able to pay for all the water, garbage, uh, electricity, everything that it takes to run one of these apartment buildings? There is a meltdown coming. Stephen Moore is joining us now. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Well, hi, Glenn. I just listened to what you were saying, and it is, it is just so catastrophic. I mean, it makes my heart drop to hear these stories about business after business going bankrupt. And, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how many uh, businessmen and women have called me in the last few days and said the same thing. I can't meet payroll, you know, uh, revenues and customers out of the oxygen supply of a business. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, just, I think this, I, I haven't talked to you about it recently, Glenn, but I, I just don't think that this lockdown of our economy is the right thing to do. I, I think that the suffering, the human suffering, the trillions of dollars of losses, the millions of people who've spent, the heroes of our economy, the people who've built up businesses from ground floor to, you know, put their whole life into it to see it ruined in a matter of weeks. 
uh, it, you know, again, it's, it's unspeakable. It's horrible. We got to get our economy reopened. So, Stephen, I agree with you. I just don't see a way of doing that safely. Um, and the problem is, is, you know, there there might be 200,000 dead. But if we destroy the engine of the world, if we destroy this and we can't get back online and start really jumping back in, how many millions will die because America is 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 in wreckage? Well, that's the question we should be asking. And these are tough questions. I was uh, apologize for being a little late for your show today. I was on the phone with some of the folks at the White House talking about this. And it's a, you know, the president's got some really tough decisions to make. And this is, you know, his Churchillian moment. He has to, he has to guide us through this. Um, I, I think the idea, you know, I live in Virginia. Uh, our governor insanely has said that he wants to keep the economy locked down until the middle of June. That to me is not that's crazy. Not be an economy. It's crazy. It's lunatic. I mean, you do that, there's not going to be an economy left to rebuild in in, in, uh, in June when, when the things are reopened. So, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to give you some rays of sunlight here. I had a long conversation, uh, Glenn, with one of my heroes, Fred Smith, uh, the CEO of FedEx, one of America's great, great companies, one of our largest companies and biggest employers. And uh, we spoke for about an hour, and he, he has he's up and running. You know, he, and they're, they're up and running, uh, not just in the United States, but throughout the world, as you know. They have 350,000 employees in the United States, 350,000. That's a lot. That's like a uh, you know, pretty medium-sized city. And I said, how many of those people, because they've been working for the last six, eight weeks, I said, how many have come out down sick? He said less than 400. So that, that's one in a thousand. You know, that's one in a thousand. And what he's saying is they're using all the best practices, the medical practices. They're doing sterilizations right. and disinfectants, and they're wearing masks, and they're you know, wearing gloves, and they're doing social distancing in the workplace. And I'm here to tell you, Glenn, I think we can do this in a smart way that reduce the risk of death. We may have to tolerate some additional deaths, but that's the kind of decision we make every day and every policy decision mm-hmm. we make. But, uh, you know, there's a rule of thumb. Every 10,000, every one percentage point increase in the unemployment rate, and this is a rule of thumb, but it's fairly, uh, you know, accurate historically. Every one percentage point increase in the unemployment rate is associated with 10,000 additional deaths in the United States. Some economists are saying we're going to see a 25% unemployment rate in this country, and that's very conceivable if we continue to lock down our economy. So there, we've just caused 200,000 more deaths just from raising the unemployment rate. So we have to be very smart about this and calibrated in our decisions. Uh, and and it, I just don't think that this idea of there's this trade-off between our economy and our health is being discussed in a responsible manner. So, Stephen, um, the Fed came out with their prediction of 32.5% unemployment by June 1st. That is, I mean, the height of the depression was, I think, 25%. We've never seen anything like that. What should Americans expect or prepare for? Well, God, let's, let's pray that that doesn't happen because, you know, then, you know, you're talking, you go back to my rule of thumb, there's about 300,000 additional deaths just from the rise in the unemployment rate. Uh, and that and that also that also is revolution. That's 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 revolution territory. Yeah, 
I, yeah, see, this is what worries me, is I think you're going to get, uh, you know, social chaos in that situation. When you have that many people unemployed, you're going to, it doesn't, look, Glenn, let me, let me start from the beginning here, because no, none of the Penez in Washington understand this. They keep thinking, oh, we're just going to keep having one, you know, bailout bill after another, one stimulus bill after another. Two trillion, three trillion, four trillion, five trillion dollars. And then the Fed says, we're just going to keep printing money. And I'm here to tell you, Glenn. It doesn't matter how much money the Fed prints. It doesn't matter how many of these rescue plans, how many trillions of dollars they put into helicopters and dump over cities. If the American economy isn't producing, it collapses. It doesn't matter how much yes. money they're, they're not, I mean, they're acting we, like... We only the, need... We that, this, is, this, this is the crazy thing, Stephen. I don't understand why they just didn't say moratorium on rent and and mortgages and everything else for for two months or whatever it is because what people need to know right now is i can pay my i can pay my basic bills i can pay for uh you know the rent and my company doesn't have to worry about their mortgage on their building and those big items i don't know why we're not covering that because we're not going out and spending we're not doing it and so all we need right now is just to not lose our place. That's what we need. Just don't lose our place. Don't lo- don't let me lose my restaurant that I've worked my whole life to build because I can't afford the rent. And that's happening as we speak, and it's, it's heartbreaking. It's happening in neighborhoods everywhere around the country and, and uh, towns. And uh, you know, I, I, is there I, any talk in Washington I, I, about doing anything for that? Well, we just sent out, uh, you know, $1,200 per uh, adult and $500 per child. And we've got the, you know, the unemployment insurance that is paying people 100% of what their paychecks are. So we're providing a lot of aid. Uh, I, but the problem isn't the aid. It's, it's we need our businesses to be functioning, you know. Open, I yeah, mean, I know. It, it, yeah, they need to be functioning. They need to be open. You mentioned that story about, um, you know, I was listening to what you were saying before I came to the people not paying the rent. I just got off the yeah. phone with uh, a woman who owns uh, apartment buildings throughout the country. She is not rich. Yep. By any means, this is how she makes her money. And she says, basically, uh, starting two weeks ago, zero. Everybody stopped paying their rent because the government's saying, hey, you cannot pay your rent and you won't be evicted. And people are making this decision, well, I'm just not going to pay. Well, think about that means now she doesn't have any income, right? Because nobody's paying her right. rent. So she can't pay her bills. So she has to foreclose on the, you know, on the bank the loan she has from the bank, the bank now doesn't have any money. I mean, I worry this cascades in a really ugly way if we don't really get ugly. this up and running again. Yeah, It reorders everything, and the only ones the only ones that might win are at the very, very top or at the, at the, uh, at the government level. Uh, nobody yeah. wins in this one. Well, nobody wins in this well, one. All right, Stephen, hang on just a second. Workers, Hang on just a second. We'll be back in just a second. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Uh, welcome to the uh, program. We have Stephen Moore with us. He was just on the phone with uh, White House um, economic advisors uh, trying to work his way through all of this. Stephen, what do, what are we expecting for the unemployment numbers tomorrow? Gosh, 
uh, you know, they're going to be high. They're going to be rotten. You know, it's amazing because uh, I think Friday we come out with the the, the new unemployment rate numbers. Uh, I think uh, Thursday we get the new unemployment insurance claims. They're going to be rotten. Right. Terrible. We're going to see, you know, five million more people signing up for unemployment insurance. I mean, this is just a natural. So you don't think it will be bigger than the you don't think it will be bigger than last week? Yeah, I do, I do think it will. I think we'll go from okay. We have about three three million something last week, and I think we could mm-hmm. see five million this week. Hard to tell. I mean, how fast people Jeez. sign up for these benefits, but um, right. You know, I mean, look, it's very simple, folks. Without businesses, you don't have jobs. I don't know why AOC and right. so forth don't understand that. So, but you know, they keep demonizing businesses in that aid pack. Oh, we we can't help businesses. I, I mean, I'm I'm the biggest. I hate corporate welfare and I hate business handouts, but you got to give some loans to these businesses so they don't go bankrupt yeah. so they can be up and running when we get through this. So we, when you look at, when you look at um, uh, the unemployment new claims at 5 million, maybe what, what kind of number is that? We went from the lowest unemployment in 50 years, 3.5 or six. What are we looking at when that new number comes out this Friday? You know, I, I almost feel like uh, I, this is some bad nightmare that I'm going to wake up from because it was just I a know. month ago. It seems like 10 years ago that we had the best jobs report, you know, ever. We had 350,000 jobs in February with uh, counting the revisions from the previous months. We had a, the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. We had rising wages. We had the Federal Reserve Bank was saying we're growing at 3 to 4 percent. Now we're just booming, and now we hit this wall, and it's just it depresses me. I'm sorry I'm so depressed this morning, but I just I feel so horrible for our country uh, in terms of the, the you know, misery that this is going to cause people. And I just want to get it over with. Uh, I want to get us up and running again uh, because, that, you know, people, it's horrible when, you, you know, I'm, I'm a, I know you run a, a business. I, I'm on the board of a business. We had about 30 employees and uh, we had to lay them all off this week, Glenn. And that's just a heartbreaking thing to have to do, but we don't have any money. How can we pay people if we don't have any revenue? So, Stephen, is there is there a point to where if we could print enough masks, you know, make enough masks, get everybody, you know, to wear them, wear gloves, you know, practice safely. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. a chance in the next four weeks that we could go back to work and we would see the engine just flame up? Because I think there'd be a lot of people that would be. You know, we, there's a lot of pent up yeah. spending and creativity yeah, and everything yeah. else. Yeah. When does that when does that flame kind of do you worry go out and we're at a point of no return? My, yeah, that is my worry where, you you know, you get this cascading effect where, you know, once a business goes bankrupt and has to sell their assets, but a good business doesn't exist anymore. It can't it can't resurrect right. itself. Um, and so, you know, and that's happening. So that's why I keep telling the White House every week that you, you know, that you keep the economy shut down. It, this is not like a fine-tuned engine where you can just click the ignition and it starts up again. So it's a hard uh, question to answer. Look, I have nothing but respect for the resilience of the American people, the American workers, and especially our great entrepreneurs. We are going to get out of this, and hopefully, Glenn, uh, you know, six months from now, when you and I are talking, we're only talking about coronavirus. But uh, these are tough right. times, and I'm, all I'm saying is every day that goes by with this shutdown, it gets harder to start it up again. 
So, Stephen, the, um, the, 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 the frightening thing for me is, you know, FedEx is going to be fine. Amazon is doing great. Uh, all of these big, huge businesses are doing uh, fine. But anyone with brick and mortar, anyone who is on a small level, uh, mm-hmm. are, are, they, are they going to, is there anything that is, you know, coming for real significant relief for like that? Even that woman who owns those apartment buildings, she's not rich, but I can guarantee you she's not going to be eligible for the $1,200 check. Um, and who's helping her? Who's helping the people who are trying to make the the basic payment on their building, on their equipment, uh, and just can't do it until the engine's turned on again? Because they didn't turn it off. The United States government told them to turn it off. Nobody. Nobody's helping those people right now. And they're facing real, you know, hardship. And, and uh you know, this woman I talked to said, well, she thinks she can get through the next few months, you know, but what if people don't start paying their rent? You know, it's one thing for if they don't pay their March rent, maybe not their April month, uh, rent, and maybe even not their May rent. But then you go past that, there's no revenues. Again, this is the oxygen supply of any business. So, uh, you know, I do think we can we can get this thing going again. And we got a great leader of Trump on the economy. We one of the, here, I'll give you one example. One of the things I'm in favor of. I mentioned the payroll tax suspension for the rest of the year. How about this? Why don't we put a suspension, a, a blanket immunity from lawsuits for every business in America for the next year, so that when they put people back to work, because I've talked to employers saying I'm afraid to bring our I want to bring my employees back to work, but I'm yes. a, I'm afraid of yes. lawsuits if they get sick. So why don't we have a blanket immunity so that, you know, let's say you employ me, Glenn, and I sign the document that says I'm willing to go back and you say I'm willing to hire you, uh, but there's no lawsuits, in, you know, in case I do get sick. And that way you'll encourage, we want to get, and look, the American people want to get back to work. <laughs> We're all going right. to crazy. Right, right. Um, the $2 trillion in infrastructure bill, phase four uh, of this, Donald Trump is saying, um, yeah. He's saying, you know, it, the interest rates are at zero, so now is the time to to borrow, uh, and so we're going to we're going to borrow two trillion dollars. Uh, I think that number is kind of going to go up, but that's a stunning, stunning number to come out with to start the negotiations with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Um, is is that because the president is seeing the future and knows that? We, he needs to get ahead of this because the news is going to be shocking. Uh, I don't. I don't know his motivation. Uh, I, I find my. You know, I worked for the Trump during the campaign. I've worked with him. Uh, you know, as an informal advisor, and he. I, I find when it comes to the economy, he not always, but most of the time, makes very wise decisions. Uh, you know, look, the problem with this infrastructure thing, and there's something to what Trump is saying, is if, if the people are going to lend us money for free, now's not a bad time for the government to be borrowing, although we've been doing right. a lot of it already. Uh, but, you know, the, the problem with this issue of infrastructure is when you and I say infrastructure and the left says infrastructure, we're talking completely past each other. So what I want to see in this country, yeah, we should fix the roads. We should fix our highways. We should modernize our airports and our ports. And we need pipelines in this country so we can get all the oil and gas to the markets that we need to so we could be exporting this stuff at a faster pace. That's not what the left is talking about. They no, want I know. 
energy subsidies. They want public transit projects. They want uh, you know things of that nature that don't really add much. And they, they, of course, the union wages for all of these you know jobs that require you know thirty, forty percent higher costs of the projects. So I, you know, I, I worry that this becomes you know. Uh, pardon the pun, but a runaway train of spending that doesn't really accomplish much. Stephen, are you in Texas? Are you in Texas? I am in Texas. So I'll give you an example. So in Texas, you build your cost of building a mile of road is about one half the cost of what it is in California, New York. Think about that. Right. You know. You know why? Because you're efficient. You don't have all these crazy, you know, union work rules and regulations and so on. So if we're going to build the infrastructure, let's do it the way Texas does and not the way New York does it. Correct. Correct. Let me ask you while we're on Texas, the oil situation. Is it possible for the president to tell refineries no more foreign oil for the next 60 days just to keep our energy independence is there thought about that well i'm afraid these oil companies and the shale and everything else they're just they're not coming back we're going to set ourselves back 50 years gosh this is the toughest question you could ask me i've been this is keeping me up at nights too about what do we do and some of my best friends in the world my friend harold ham and uh uh oklahoma city who really was the kind of inventor of the whole fracking process and the horizontal drilling and, you know, uh, the Bakken shale there that became one of the biggest oil fields in the, in the right. world. Uh, and they're just shutting, he said that we're shutting just, just about everything down. And you're there in Texas, you're seeing it. And, uh, you know, the price is as low as it's been in 40 years. And you know, we may see a oil price go below $15 a barrel, which would be, you know, yeah. then you're talking about uh, every, virtually every, uh, well in America closing down. I, I, first of all, if we're going to do something like that to keep out the foreign oil, then what we ought to do is not just basically have a $25 barrel of import fee, right? And then we could use that money to pay for the infrastructure. So, yeah, you know, if the Saudis and, and the uh, Russians want to keep cutting the price to cut off, you know, to cut off the knees of our producers, let's, put, let's slap them with a huge import fee. And why not use that money to help people here? And by the way, that would raise the price for our domestic producers. Right. I would just I would just hate to see us lose our energy independence. Uh, that to me is that was a huge accomplishment, and uh, not even not even foreseeable when we were we were talking. Uh, you know, under uh, Barack Obama, they had done everything they could to destroy it, and I'd like to see that that continue. I'm with you, Stephen. I'm with you. I mean, this was in the group great advances of our decade was the fact that we yeah. were, were the number one oil and gas producer in the world. Uh, so we got to keep it up and running. Thank you so much, Stephen. We'll talk again. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, tonight at 9, our response to the coronavirus has crippled our economy, and it could get much worse because of the, some, some of the bad players there that are profiting off of America's uh, demise, if you will. Stakes are way too high. We need to get back into the fight as soon as we can and turn the American engine on. 
When that is possible, I don't know. But you need to know what's coming beyond the coronavirus. Tonight, we look at that and the effects of the mainstream media and how the mainstream media is, in my opinion, more dangerous than the coronavirus. Tonight, 9 p.m., America's most dangerous virus, the media. You can see it at blazetv.com slash Glenn, Blaze TV YouTube, on demand only. And by the way, you have to be there from the beginning. It starts at 9 p.m. If you're watching it on, you know, uh, our YouTube, we as soon as the feed is over, it's deleted. It's not it's not saved. So you have to watch it from the beginning. And when 10 o'clock comes, it's off. Uh, unless you're watching it on Blaze TV and you'll be able to get the archive there and everything else. Tell your friends. Um, and if you don't have Blaze TV, you can watch it, but you have to watch it at that time. Blaze TV YouTube uh, or Pluto TV. It begins at 9 p.m. Of course, if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, uh, thank you. If you're not, please subscribe. We're giving the biggest discount we've ever given uh, $30 off on subscriptions. And. We are um, determined to remain standing, and uh, I don't know if you've seen some of the things that have been out in the news lately, but what is coming uh, economically is ugly, ugly. We're asking you to uh, get your year's subscription so you don't have to worry about it. We'll give you $30 off that year subscription, so it works out to be about 5 bucks and some change every single month. Um, but do it now so you don't lose track um, during these critical, critical times. Uh, please sign up now. All right, Stu. Yes. Let's look at, let's start with what What do the numbers show us where people think, uh, how many people th- uh, are going to be dead? What people think this is actually going to look like? And then let's compare them to what the experts are predicting. Yeah, I'd love to. So I'm looking for the average person. Yeah, love to get your thoughts on this, Pat, too, because it's it's uh, Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, you know, it's one of these things where this has moved really fast, right? Like you look at this is um, March 11th. Okay, that's in March, only three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the uh, they asked if you had to guess how many people do you think will die in the United States because of coronavirus over the next year? Okay. Um, 18% of people said less than 100 people. This is... Um, oh less God. than 100? Less than 100. Oh, wow. Okay, this is as of May, uh, March 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, more than... a th- Three weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks ago. More than 100, Holy but cow. less than 1,000, okay, was 37%. So half of the people in the United States believed less than 1,000 deaths. I'll remind you, we're at 4,000 now, okay? So they've already... Mm-hmm. We've obviously exceeded that by quite a bit in the three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, more, uh, more than a thousand, but less than 10,000. Okay. That was another 32%. So you're at 87% of people who believed it was going to be less than 10,000. There's almost no chance it's going to be less than 10,000. We should hit 10,000 next week with this, the way it's going. Oh, right I now. bet we hit it earlier than that. Don't you think? Uh, maybe I would think we're doubling. Yeah. We did almost a thousand deaths yesterday. Days. Almost a thousand yeah. deaths yesterday. Yesterday Ooh, was the second really? highest total of any Jeez. country during the entire coronavirus uh, scare. With the except, I mean, you can't count China, which is obviously lying about their numbers. I would expect they probably had bigger days than this. But there was one day in Italy that was higher than our yesterday. 
So, I mean, like, it, it wow. is, it, you know, it is. And we're not even at the peak yet. We're not even at the peak. No, yet. as Trump mm-hmm. talked about yesterday, that the, they yeah. believe the peak's going to be in a couple of weeks, um, where it could be multiple thousands per day. Um, so, uh, and only 12% of the people, only 12% believed it would be over 10,000 dead in the next year. They redid the exact same poll uh, in March 26, and it's revealing that the poll on March 11th, the highest th- answer you could give was over 10,000. So they didn't even have a category above that. They had to add that when they asked the poll again. Um, so they asked again, which this is just at some point humorous, um, <laughs> less than 100, 5% still thought it would be less than 100. Now at this point, they were, we were even well though it was past, way beyond that. <laughs> <past> 100 already. <laughs> Another 19% thought it would be less than 1,000. And again, we I were think past 1,000 as mm-hmm. well on May, uh, March 26th. Uh, 46% still believed it would st- stay below 10,000. Uh, again, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and 30, 31% said it would be more than 10,000 dead in the next year. So they broke out that category and said, okay, if you believe it's more, if you're in that 31%, you believe it's more than 10,000, what do you think it will be? Will, will it be more than or less than 100,000? A third of people believe that. So about 10% of the total populace. About 15% of the total populace believed uh, between 100,000 and a million, and the rest was more than a million. So again, I, you know, I, I don't think it's going to get that high, but still that is, uh, you realize how fast this comes. We were at a point where half the country was like, oh, less than a thousand deaths three weeks ago. And now we're at 4,000. And I, and a lot of times I think this moves just at the pace where it doesn't seem shocking to you on a day to day basis. But when you look at it over a multiple week basis, you're like, holy crap, this is moving quickly. Um, so that is it is scary. So what are the real because first of all, let, uh, I think we're going to hit between 100,000 and a million. I think a million is a long shot, but I think we we hit between 100,000 and a million. Yeah, a million would be what a year. no model predicts a million unless we do nothing. Yeah, like they all, the, right. it, you know, the, the, there are a lot of models right. that will say that if we basically just kind of go free for all and 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 and, nothing, and no good news comes, there's no treatment that pops up or anything like that. Uh, Pat, what's your number? I, I mean, I less than a hundred, a hundred thousand, or a hundred yeah. people. Um, <laughs> no, a hundred thousand. <laughs> I, I I think around a hundred thousand. Okay, Damn, that's a yeah, that's, that's still a lot. That, yeah, that's a, a lot. lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now that's Fauci says between a, flu. between a hundred and two hundred and forty thousand. Yeah, and that's based right. on the Imperial College model, which is uh the one that also predicted up to 2.2 million if we did nothing yeah um so So what is the seattle model what is the one that's coming out of washington state yeah university of washington has one that i think has been more reserved and also updates every day unlike the imperial college model which they did Mm -hmm. this one i think is interesting um they predict the total death count to be 93,765. now it's interesting Mm. because they updated every day with new information um the yesterday they were predicting 83,000. So in one oh day, they've upped it by 10,000, which I would say is not a wow. good sign. No. Now that's their best mm. guess. Uh, the high end and low end is about 40,000 to about 175, I would say, uh, is their estimate. And that's an interesting one because they, they really do go and give, they give state by state estimates as to when they think the peak of each state will hit. Um, we can. I'll tweet this out uh, at Stu Does America if you want to uh, kind of go through it and, and nerd out on the data as well. Um, but at least kind of gives us a sense. And this is why you see Trump, you know, I mean, dead serious yesterday talking about, hey, the next couple of weeks are going to be awful. Prepare yourself for it mentally. 
Um, and of course, obviously, physically by not, uh, you know. So when is parties. the peak? Our our governor yesterday uh, here in Texas came out and said schools are not going to return uh, until May. Uh, we're closing everything down until May. Uh, uh, and what is it? May 15th. Do you, you guys know? I mean, when is when is it supposed to hit and peak in Texas? Because it's it's not really. I mean, it's here. A couple of people in my in my town. We have a small town of about 900 people. There's two people that I heard of just last weekend. So there's got to be more now. But two in my town that have it. Um, when is it supposed to peak here? Uh, in in early May, uh, according to the models, uh, according to this University of Washington model, May 7th would be a Texas peak. It's um, interesting to note that Washington seems to be on the decline yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went through a really bad time. And... And it looked like they were going to be the the state that was out of control, but New York took that from them, and so did New Jersey. But um, their their numbers are actually starting to decline now. Yeah. So and that's how a about good California? Sign. Yeah, it is. How's California? California. You're saying what peak date for California? Yeah, what peak? And I'd like to know Chicago too. I mean, we haven't heard much about Chicago. Yeah, well, first of all, Chicago, actually not a state. Uh, it's a city. Uh, I mean, well, in the United States. Illinois, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, I know, I know. Uh, uh, April 29th uh, for California was would be, or actually, it looks like May May 2nd, maybe, is uh, the California peak. Again, these are all approximations. They change every day. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you an idea. Illinois is a little earlier than that, um, April 20th. Hmm. Um, so, but you could see, like, there's massive still bars of error here and and as uh, dr fauci talked about yesterday trump has echoed this as well we hope to do a lot better than this right this is but this Mm -hmm. is with all of the social distancing stuff that we're doing this does not include if we all kind of give up on it if we give up on it all their numbers get uglier whether you believe if we give up on it now i mean we've already done the damage man let's not let's not pull out of this thing too early you know what i mean let's Let's there. I think that there's a chance that we come roaring back uh, with all the pent up everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a chance that we just come roaring back because we'll want to go out and do things. We'll want to go out and shop and spend money and go to restaurants. So, uh, you know, as soon as this thing comes back, if there is a clear kind of cut ending to it. Uh, it, it will really help the uh, economy. And there are some positive things mm-hmm. that are the um, there. For instance, there's a new study by the medical journal, the Lancet it, infectious diseases, which I usually wait for the swimsuit edition, but I got this a <laughs> little right? bit early. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, okay, the Lancet good. infectious what? diseases swimsuit edition oh, is unreal. Unbelievable. <laughs> got Almost to, too got explicit. To too hot. When for they almost. did the almost. swimsuit edition on leprosy. <laughs> right. Oh, Remember that? Oh, yeah. Gosh, oh, it was my. good. It was, yeah. Leopard yeah. Prince it was on leprosy. fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, was great. they've done a study and they found this, the mortality rates have been overstated is yeah. what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They said that the mortality rate in, Right now, looks like it's going to wind up to be about 0.66%. Yeah. Which is oh, really you, promising. Oh, wait, wait. Did you hear CNN talk about this? I don't know. CNN reported on this. Yeah. And CNN, they did all kinds of stuff about how the mortality rate is too high and it's going to come in way under uh, 1%, blah, blah, blah. See, I was I the only one that was screaming going, 
wait a minute. <laughs> you guys were just saying that the president, how dare the president right. yep. say that oh. when he came out and said it will be under 1%. I, I did a Bro. whole show on that, uh, on that Jeez. stupid, because they were all bashing him at the same time as when the yeah. World Health Organization announced it was 3.4% worldwide. But we, any, every expert was aligned. Saying every it was expert, not going expert. to be 3.4%. Yes, it was be at the most about 1% is where they thought it would wind yeah. up. So 0.66 is great. I think there's 0.66 a good chance it gets even lower than that um, yeah. at the, at, when it comes to the end of this. I think there's a chance gotta, that even gotta, that's high. I got to give you I got to give you this last story, too. I mean, you just want to talk about the press and I mean, watch tonight's show. It's just agonizing. When I try this one on, here's the here's the New York Times. Uh, this is from uh, Monday. New York Times headline, more Americans probably should wear masks for protection. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) They were just telling us, we told you. No, why would they be saying they need them for the hospital if they do no good? Mm -hmm. Of course you should be wearing a mask. They're trying to make sure that they have enough for the hospitals. Instead yep. of saying that, they just kept saying they're no good. People won't. They won't. It's no, not effective at all. Now they're coming out and telling you, you know what? Maybe you should wear masks. That's unbelievable. <laughs> of that's course, we all Crazy. should have been wearing masks. That's unbelievable. That they, that, that is an, that's oh. disgraceful, though. Mm-hmm. I, you, look, you can say, I it think is. the American people would say, look, we're not going to hoard masks. They're, you know, like we, of course, want the health workers to have them first. But I mean, to tell us that they're not effective and then say that they are just a little bit later on is, is disgraceful. You can't do that. Well, to say they're not effective at the same time you're saying we need them for the hospitals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Gosh, they just think we're just idiots.